Welcome to Young Black Misses, the podcast for newly married women. Let's have a conversation about wife life from love, friendship, money, food, and everything in between. Relax and let's get started. episode of Young Black Misses. I'm your host Morgan F and you're in for a treat today because we're talking to Danielle of Octane Design Studios all about branding. Let me tell you a bit more about Danielle. Besides being the owner of Octane Design Studios, she is also a podcaster, co-host of More Than Graphics podcast, mentor, wife, mother of four, a lover of cosplay, comics, chai tea, and live MMA. With over 12 years of marketing and multimedia agency experience, Danielle is a grassroots developer and curator, helping brands launch over 100 local businesses across America. About two thirds of those are in Kentucky where she resides. She always seeks to Amplify voices and stories to inspire and change, whether designing digital campaigns or designing or designer sneakers. She is an advocate for non-traditional education and Danielle leads online meetups, workshops for DIY marketing and motivated by her beliefs in empowering others. I can't wait for you to hear our conversation about branding later on in the main event, but let's go ahead and get into the episode. Shaking my curls, uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls, uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls, shaking my curls, uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls, uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls, uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls, shaking my curls. Okay, whew, well, I mean, there's just so much going on, but here's my thought, and it kind of, kind of connects to social media and branding, as we're going to talk about here in a moment, um, with Danielle. So, um, I feel like, well, yeah, let me give you a few stories. So recently in the news, one of the lovely Kardashian sisters, I have a point, let me get to it, had a natural looking bikini picture out, but you know, those Kardashian sisters, they have a certain way they looked very polished, very touched, very airbrushed, very not realistic. And so I bring that up because I feel that some people look at them and think that is like a standard of beauty and they fall into comparison, which is what I'm shaking my curls at comparison. I I took you on a journey and now we're here. We have arrived at our destination. I think that we think so-and-so is doing this. I can do this, but then we're not realizing what so-and-so had to do to get to where she got to and it's just not as easy as making a video or singing a song or getting that promotion at work or you know making love constantly to have a baby like it's just we get into a 
place where we compare ourselves to other people where we think we should be based on an age or we think we should be based on what our family has done in the past. But we need to get to a place of where we're like, well, number one, what does God want me to do? But um, kind of on a non-faith <laughs> base, really what what fits best for our needs, what fits best for our lives, you know, and not worry about what other people are doing. I get so wrapped up in like, oh my God, so-and-so, da-da. girl, it don't matter. Like for real, oh, as I minister to you, I minister to myself. It, re- it really doesn't matter what so-and-so is doing unless so-and-so can help you, you know, like, Big Sean popped in my head, you know, if you're too sensitive and going towards the bill, like if you're not contributing to, to help, help get me to the place where I want to be, then like, don't worry about them. You know, don't, don't worry about what they're up to. Like I think of people that I truly admire. Um, and I, I'd, I'd love, A, I love to see them win. Um, I think of, um, Tiffany Alice, the, the budget nista. She just recently had a, her book be a bestseller. I feel like I've been watching her for ever and just to, to see that success and I feel like I've been watching her for at least or like watching following connecting with her for at least five years same way I feel about Kev on stage I feel like I've been watching him for 10 years and just to see him get his flowers now is like I know it doesn't happen overnight there's so much strategy to um what I aspire to be which is a, a creator a, you know content creator and I mean I, I'm not aspiring I'm, I'm doing it but like you know, on a more notoriable stage, I guess. So I I find myself looking at other people and thinking, oh, like, you know, but then I have to remember like, well, if she did it, so can I. And, you know, if she wants to help me get there, then even better. If she wants to elevate my voice, then even better. You know, if she wants to allow me to shine, then even better. And if other people gas me up on the way, even better. And that doesn't have to go with like work. Like, I guess why I threw in that, making love thing because we see a lot of people you know having all these kids or have having these marriages and these weddings and having these bodies and like what whatever is your thing to you whatever you look online and say oh I want to be that well you can be and use that person as inspiration but don't use that person as the bar that you the standard so yeah <laughs> that's what I'm shaking my curls at today comparison and it's gonna come back to bite me I know when people hear me and it would say something they're gonna be like now remember what you said in the podcast yeah girl I remember what I said I'm working on it dang all right let's go on to the next segment what you chewing what I'm chewing. I actually have a sit for you today. I am really hooked on tea these days and I've been ordering from this company that sends me a box every month. I'm a sucker for a box, but that's a story for another day. Today I have in front of me because it's getting warmer. So drinking the cold, the cold tea is a little bit more approachable than the hot tea. I really love a London, a London fog, which is an Earl Grey and well, if you make it hot, it's Earl Grey and steamed um, milk. And I use oat milk. So I made myself a, a lavender or uh, a lavender London fog where I uh, London fog latte. And it's just over ice. So, you know, nothing too fancy, nothing too, you know, ridiculous. 
pretty much the same components, except for I used the uh, lavender simple syrup. And full disclosure, I should have I should have um, removed the the lavender beads because it's kind of uncomfortable to drink it. But it it tastes good though. The lavender essence is really wonderful. The creaminess of the of the oat milk, which I'm obsessed with, goes right along with the um, the tea, which to me, this, you know, Earl Grey is black tea, which is darn near coffee to me. When I first recorded, I said coffee. That's when I knew it again. Mm. So that's what I'm sipping, keeping me energized and good to go. All right, guys, let's get on to the next segment. Hello, and welcome to the main event. I have a special guest with me. Danielle, say hello. Hey, everybody. Oh, I'm so happy to have you here and finding you and you're super dope. And I can't wait to dive into personal <laughs> branding. But before we get into that, tell my list listeners a little bit about your work, a little bit about you and um, what you do professionally and for fun. Yeah, so um, I am Danielle Meadows-Sennett. I own a digital branding agency called Octane Design Studios. I am um, minority-owned, I'm woman-owned, I'm Black-owned, I'm doing all the things owned, as many owned <laughs> as I can possibly get in a sentence. And on top of that, um, I'm a mom of four, I'm a podcaster, I'm a podcast producer, um, and I like to cosplay and drink on some chive teas and watch some live MMAs in my spare time. Oh, did you say chai tea? Oh yeah, dirty chai tea. I'll take it. <laughs> Ooh, wait, hold, hold, hold on now. I don't know about this dirty chai tea. Is this like you know, in sync back in the day, dirty pop? Is this kind of the same thing? Like, <laughs> what, what do you put in it? Um, I usually do a, a a sprinkle of cinnamon sugar, and sometimes I'll even throw in a little bit of cayenne pepper on top. So okay, get, it gets dirty, so it makes the the water a little muddy, the tea a little muddy, if you will. I thought you was putting in alcohol. I'm glad I got clarification. Oh man. Well, we can do that too. I mean, I'm, I'm down bourbon all the way. <laughs> yes. Cause you've got that strong Kentucky accent. God bless you. <laughs> I love it, Danielle. Uh, I'm so, I'm so Midwest that I'm just like, I have no fun accent and I love to do. <laughs> okay. So you missed, you said a mom of how many, you say six? Four. Four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're doing it. I would have been long gone if that okay. was the case. <laughs> okay, okay, you're right. How is that life with being a mom, an owner, owner, all the owners? How are you coping? Um, little things. Um, little things. So I, I hold on to the little things. So that for me, that is a classic bottle of Kentucky's finest ginger ale. We refer to it as L81, aka swamp water. And uh, we love it. And it's kind of my go-to um, for all things, pleasurable things in the middle of this pandemic. My second favorite thing is chocolate covered peanuts. You will find me hoarding them in the stashes of my desk <laughs> occasionally throughout the week in between meetings. Um, so I cope in a little bit of that, but I also cope to just having regular everyday conversations with my kids, um, having conversations with my husband to keep me sane. And we're all pretty we're all pretty individually uh, comical, if you will. We all have our quirks and personalities as little growing people around. And that helps me kind of navigate uh, my life and navigate my focus on my business as well. Are they, what are their ages? They are 13, 14, 13, 10, six months. <laughs> wow. That's, yeah. That's an age gap there for that yeah. six months. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, look at so- you doing the blessed thing. Well, congrats. New, new mom again. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mom again. Well, yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like a new. You yeah. Know. So, wow. Oh, that's, that's a lot. And you have your business. Mm-hmm. So your business, tell me a little bit more about your business again. Absolutely. So Octane focuses in three specific areas. And one of those is obviously branding. We love creating logos and identity pieces for people. That's kind of our bread and butter. Over the years, we strategically moved into strategy. So we also create a lot of brand strategy for the things that look pretty. Then on top of that, we went one step further and said, you know what, we can actually take care of the entire brand, the entire event, the entire location or activation that you are putting on. So we do a lot of brand activations um, individually for businesses, but collectively as a whole for companies as well. And the other part of that too is, you know, seeing something come from a strategy call to an idea, to a logo, to a website, to a t-shirt, to a campaign, to thousands of people in an arena looking at your artwork. So being able to scale from small to really, really big um, is one of the coolest things I get to watch in my job. Oh, I can imagine so you said making things look pretty was one of the first things that that caught my attention with I'm taking some notes of course (laughs) um that's a a good thing that I wanted to know about so when it comes to personal branding like the first thing I think of is how it looks like Mm -hmm. you know like say it's an Instagram or a Instagram page or even a, a blog Yes. Like how it looks is the first thing I, as a viewer, uh, notice, but what do you as more of a graphic designer notice? Does it function? <laughs> Does my... it function? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that is my always response. Always. Um, when I'm talking to our interns, if I'm talking to our team, does it function? I don't care how it looks. I don't care how beautiful it is. If it doesn't function, it doesn't work. The end. Mm. So that's really important. Um, uh, when I, see the scope and range of how people can, you know, build logos and sell things on Etsy, like super clip art, cheap and beautiful. But if it doesn't serve a purpose, it's going to wash itself out. Um, So there's like several stories or metaphors that you hear all the time about how things need to stand the test of time and things need to outlast um, longer than just the moment. Well, that really goes to focus on your branding as well. Um, On average, branding is kind of refreshed every two to three years, Um, but we aim to push for that three. We aim to push for that five. There's logos that we are created that are sustaining themselves um, five, six, eight, 10 years from Mm. creation. So um, yes, is it possible to create something from scratch and have it last that long? Absolutely. It really comes back to the purpose of that design does it function? (laughs) And I think design doesn't necessarily always have to mean like a logo or something on a t-shirt. I think design could be like an aesthetic. Would you agree? Because, because when Mm -hmm. I think about, especially when I think about personal branding, well, maybe I should backtrack and go there. What, how would you describe personal branding? Um, Personal branding is a reflection of you. This is very different from a corporate branding where it's a reflection of your corporate values. Those are much different than a personal brand. And so that's how I differentiate between the two. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) When I think about personal branding from a social media aspect or from just an overall digital marketing aspect, I'm really thinking of voice, color, Mm -hmm. um, and then messaging 
what what comes to your mind? Uh, those same things, brand voice. Actually, it's one of the big educational things that we teach. And um, when we start building logos, we don't start with the scratch pad and the pencil and the paper. We go all the way back to Microsoft Word and say, okay, what do you value? What do you not value? What do you like? What do you not like? What would it look like if we actually, you know, kicked this out of the park for you and was absolutely stunning? What would that look like for you? And we start kind of these discovery questions, if you will. And it all always, almost always goes back to some sort of educational value. So not only creating the stuff and making it function, but also giving them a purpose and a desire and a foundational understanding as to why it is functioning and as to why it will do well and as to why it is working just as hard as they are on the back end or the front end. I love that. And I personally think of this personal branding when I think of like this podcast, which I've now branched out into a blog. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so who, thank you. So I'm like, who do I want to serve in this manner? I know I want to serve newly married women, right? And those people, that's, that's my audience. And so then I'm like, okay, what do they care about? Then I went on to these personas and really like, who is this person? I, I have a name for her, but I won't say her name because she listens. So, <laughs> Hey, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> That's not her name, but yes, <laughs> it starts with a K. So there you go. Hey girl. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was real close. Um, so now she knows I'm talking about her. She's going to feel special. Yay. But, but I started in that manner. I feel like that's kind of what you were saying about when you were going back to the basics of pulling up what's your, what's your vision for this. And as you had mentioned, kind of in passing, you know, people that have those Etsy shops and they do the Mm -hmm. printables or whatever. And it just seems like there's so much competition in these, even, even like on YouTube or Mm -hmm. in the podcast world, there's like so much competition. So allowing, uh, having, I feel like having that personal brand that helps you stand out. Um, and that's something I'm truly working on. Um, so any advice is, is welcome there. (laughs) What any thoughts on that is welcome. Uh, yeah, stick to your gut. I mean, I think those are the things that people are afraid to do, um, Mm -hmm. because their gut tells them one thing, but the things that they're taking in the listener outputs or the echo chambers they put themselves in is telling them something very different. <laughs> and so I always remind people at the end of the day, this is yours. It's not Susan's. It's not Fred's. It's not Mary's. It's yours. So it has to be a reflection of you when you're focusing on a personal brand. Yeah, absolutely. And so now that I've kind of talked a little bit about social media, I kind of want to dive into to that realm a little bit All right, <laughs> and see with social media, like everyone is having, like I had mentioned, everyone has like a platform mm-hmm. and, and now that I think everyone wants to be an influencer, but like, I feel like this is an aside, but I feel like businesses want you to be an influencer because they're always like, refer your friends, re- do this and refer your friends. Like it was literally, I love this brand of makeup and, <laughs> um, it's called the, the lip bar, but it's, I think they just now call themselves TLB because they've, they've, they've shortened the brand. Are you familiar with this brand? Yes, I am familiar a little bit with the brand. Yes. Um, cruelty-free vegan makeup, black owned girl out of Detroit. Amazing. Um, and I think her, her initials were my initials. Her name's Melissa Butler. So I'm like, I was Morgan Bruce. Like, this is great. Like I, where's Uh, the promo code y'all come on. (laughs) Right. In the description of this, in the description of this, uh, episode. Come on through. Come on. Right. But I just feel like I purchased from them and they were like, Hey, do you want to, you know, be an affiliate? I'm like, wow everyone is doing this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, absolutely. And so with that in mind, because now 
anyone could make maybe I don't think this is monetary. I think it's more like discounts. You get points or whatever. But some yeah. of the stuff that I've signed up for have been monetary. Like I have uh, a Misfits. Dang it. Now I feel like every time I say one, I got to put it in the description of the thing. So you know what I'm talking about. But well, I, have a, I have a Misfits one. Mm-hmm. And since in on my YouTube channel, I did a review of the Misfits. You guys can check that out. Yes. <laughs> um, and... I keep getting those referrals back to the point where I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like, yeah, I've gotten like, I've gotten like five and off of one video and it's only been out for like a few weeks. I'm like, well, look, you know, about a month. Yeah. I'm just like, really? So <laughs> with that in mind, how could someone just an average Joe or somebody maybe that's interested in doing more influencer type stuff, bump up their bump up their social media to be able to do this kind of stuff because brands are offering these types of things. They're, they're literally just doing it without you really having to try. So Absolutely. any tips for that? Maybe we could start with the bio first and then you can, you can move your way, however um, you want to share. Sure, we can start there. Um, I definitely want to encourage you to be direct and upfront. Um, the first two weeks that we became uh, Canva Pro affiliates with Canva, we specifically put that in our bio, new Canva Pro affiliates. Um, Things along those lines would be very helpful in letting people know that one, you have something to offer besides just the posts that are posting. Um, Two, always, of course, linking and creating content on the back end with stories, reels, Um, IGTV can be your friend, especially if you're using links of any kind, you can put those in the description, whether you have zero followers or 10,000 followers, and it is a clickable link. I repeat, it is a clickable link. So being able to put that in your stories, even and mention it and mention it through, or I'm sorry, rephrase, put that in your IGTV and reference it in your stories. That's a huge plus that lets people know one, that you're serious, two, that you have something that could work for them, and three, that you're going to keep doing it. You're going to continue to be consistent as much as you possibly can. So that's one way. Just That's just starting from the bio. <laughs> And then I guess next kind of going straight into, again, your your squares and your stories. And I lovingly refer to them as squares, even though they're not technically squares anymore. Thanks, Instagram. And it's one of the situations where um, you have a couple of different options, especially depending on the type of followership that you have. If you're on the lower end of scale, under 5,000, under 2,000, I highly suggest that you do the best that you can to kind of mention it in spurts, but not horrendously onslaught. Um, Every post does not have to be an affiliate link or I've got something for you. That becomes annoying. So you want to be able to create more of a community. And once you create that community, then you can start pushing a little bit more of those affiliate links. Um, We personally are affiliates as a business. We have tons of ways that other people can get discounts on products that we use. Um, We offer discounts for ourselves from products that you use for us, which is great. And then three, it's also a practice of play, which is a big part of Octane's culture. It's, you know, we strategize to play and sometimes we play to strategize. Mm. And this is a big part of our culture is being able to share those um, affiliate links and products that help us better play and strategize for our clients. And we're, and that's just Instagram. Like, don't worry about nothing <laughs> yeah. else. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> absolutely. That's just Instagram. We could go on and on about the other ones, but I really feel like um, for a lot of people who are new to affiliates, this is a great way to help boost their social media because you are sharing tools and assets that could help your followers and help yourself. Yeah, absolutely. 
I, I definitely love all this information that you're saying. You have mentioned, <laughs> um, you have mentioned like the squares and I guess like I would say the grid, but the squares, I understand what you mean. Yes. Um, <laughs> so when it comes to posting within, within the grid or the squares, like <laughs> what is, what do you recommend like content to post, um, you know, for your following? Absolutely. Well, we have a couple different categories of things. Um, and I kind of teach a little bit of this in my Q1 Essentials um, classes that we offer now through May. Let them so know. it is literally um, kind of understanding how to take one large content piece and breaking it up into three to four other mini pieces of content and then continually resharing that content over a span of time. <laughs> so um, I'll take, for example, um, this this wonderful podcast. We could take this entire episode and of course share it to YouTube and share it to Facebook and all the things um, that's relevant to the podcast. But we can also take two or three snippets and make those into mini audio segments and spread those out. From those audio segments from this podcast, maybe there was a book, a tool, an affiliate link that we can also share. That becomes three more pieces of content that we can share. Mm -hmm. On top of that, maybe there's a really funny face that you made while you were commenting on something. Maybe there was um, maybe an afterglow, maybe a, a snapshot or a selfie of you listening to this episode and reacting to it in a certain way that made you think about something another piece of content. Again, coming from the same source of one information being broken down into several small pieces and reshared in a way that's more um, bite-sized and edible for your content and your audience. Mm -hmm. Same I would think could be done with the blog or like a YouTube video or anything like any little piece of content. That's right. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, there are there are so many things about repurposing, just like, like you said, repurposing a podcast. Um, and I know for myself personally, I like to, I like to spread it out yes. over the course of, cause it's a, you know, a, a biweekly podcast. So I like to spread it out. Like, okay, I'm hitting it when it comes out. And then I like to sprinkle it in the following week and then yes. I pop it in the stories. And then, <laughs> you know, in about three months, you'll see the same episode pop up again. Like, did y'all remember this episode? Does this fire? Exactly. That's what we're going to do here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we're dropping gems. Okay. So now, why not? Since we're talking Instagram, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, you get to post in. I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but I see it on other people's stuff too. So it makes me feel like, oh, it's not just me. Um, I see other people when I start to post, and then my post starts getting some engagement, and people mm -hmm. are commenting. Then I'll get this one that says, "Hey, awesome post! DM us to collab." And I'm like, "Who are you?" Yeah. So um, ghosting and spamming is real. It's not made <laughs> up in your head. It exists. It's in the world. Um, just take that in with, take it with stride and then also understand how to either respond to those or not. You have that option. It's completely your choice to either address the spamming or not. Either way it goes, it's probably going to consistently happen. There is some features though um, on Instagram that allows you to kind of mute or block or uh, what is it called? Yield those type of comments out. You can feel them out um, if it's something that's not relevant to your needs. Now, mind you, you would need a business uh, account through Instagram. You cannot do this on a personal account, I believe. Um, so that's something you can check out on the creator and the professional and the business. 
yeah okay that's yeah because i've noticed that and then obviously you know you get the ones in the dm where you, or they'll email you directly and then that i feel like that's different yes absolutely in the comments i feel like is much more um visible obviously than things that are on dm um between you and that person so when i see things like that i'll I'll mention there was like one like mommy blogger or something that commented on one of our feeds in regards to women. And I think it's obviously relevant that we're fishing for that type of content to comment on that in that way, but it still wasn't relevant. So what we got smart about that, sometimes we were jolly and we respond, oh, thank you. (laughs) And then other times we just literally make sure we click on their profile and block them or mute them so that we don't have to um, continue responses like that from them. So yeah, I mean, truth hurts. If you're relevant, you're relevant. If you're not, you're not. Mm, I love it. Okay. So you've dropped a lot of gems. I'm curious if you have any other tips that you want to add pertaining to personal, personal branding. Um, obviously one would be keep it simple. Um, don't complicate something that doesn't have to be complicated. A lot of things, a lot of times less is more. And I know that sounds so cliche, but it really is the honest to goodness truth. Um, think outside the box if you can. Now I just said, be simple, but think outside the box sounds complicated. What does that really mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not trying to completely compile that and make a big, you know, conundrum out of that but there really is a way to be tactful about the way you want to present yourself and the way that you want to overall send a lasting impression to your followers so there is a middle ground there I promise it's there (laughs) but we encourage people to you know find those resources go do the work do the research go find out why um, a logo uh, for I don't know, anything could, is working the way that it is. Um, do the work, do the research first, and then start examining where you want to be in the scale of that. Mm, I love it. My dad always says, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. And my mom doesn't <laughs> like that because she doesn't like the word stupid. But I feel like it's relevant because especially on Instagram, I think people can tell when you're trying to be something you're not. Like, yes, you know, and I think the the algorithm now is leaning more towards real, you know, more towards genuine. And I could be that, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) That is, that's up Morgan's alley hair flip, you know, (laughs) in the back. I will say that the invention of Instagram was made for that personal connection, that personal community. That's what it was invented for. And so I really like the fact that Instagram occasionally wanders off the path, but then comes back to its origins. And so that's something I personally admire about Instagram, where for other social mediums, they kind of go off the handle and stay out there in space somewhere. And sometimes that brings people in and sometimes it doesn't. But I like that Instagram keeps returning back to some of its roots in the heart of what it was created for, which was a single photo, says a thousand words, that speaks to a thousand communities. Mm, I like that. I like that. That might be the title. A thousand <laughs> words speaks to a thousand communities. Love it. Okay, before I let you go. I got to play my favorite made up game, which is how I'm going to start introducing this thing. Marry, date, or dump. Because this is oh, Young man. Black Mrs. So we got to have a little stuff. You're, you're a missus. You're a mom. Let's get it. Okay. <laughs> now, I think I know the answer to this one. I think I know. Okay. So I'm going to give you three options. You're going to tell me what you're marrying, what you're dating, what you're dumping. Oh, and if you do your own thing and marry a couple today, to dump, dump a couple, or you just, that's your business. <laughs> Um, firstly, Twitter, 
Instagram or LinkedIn? Who you marrying? Who you dating? Who you dumping? Hmm. We already know your answer, girl. I did. Why you acting? <laughs> yeah, we gonna marry Instagram. So. <laughs> yeah, like we, we, we already know who you marrying. We that's Bay. That is Booski. Yeah. yeah, we're clearly sticking with Instagram for a while. That's our jam. Um, yeah. D- ooh, mm, let's see. Dump. Mm. I think I'm okay with dumping um, Twitter. I'm okay with dumping it. It's been around for a long time and it's definitely serving a purpose to a certain extent. I think now it's just too much of a copycat between LinkedIn and um, Instagram. It's like somewhere in the lingo, mingo, lingo place in between. So I'm, I'm okay with kind of dumping if we got to get rid of it. I wanted to throw in like Facebook and, and uh, YouTube, but I just was like, that's too many options. <laughs> right. Yeah, because I feel like if I put YouTube in there, you pop, that would have made it even tougher for you. Right. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, just because because I've, I've been stalking you for a minute. Okay. Tools to use mm-hmm. when you're maybe even organizing. That's kind of what my thought was. Paper and pen like a word document, or I said Google doc, cause I don't have, you know, on a Mackie hey, or like a Trello and an Asani type of, you know, software. Yes. Um, Trello is my best friend. We, um, we are advocates um, and affiliates with Trello. So I would dare say that Trello is my go-to. That's my partner in crime right there. Um, and then, oh gosh, uh, Google doc was probably second. Cause that's the one we like, we're best friends with Google. We're best friends with you. We use Google drive. We live in the Google office product suite. So that's our, our big one. Um, and what was the, the last one? Paper or pen. I guess paper you're dumping that. Yeah, I definitely, the thing is I do use paper and pencil. Do I use it often? Not as much as I probably should. Um, I usually almost use it when we're reading. Uh, if I'm reading a book, which I currently am reading, uh, it's, uh, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. That is the book that I currently just finished or re-read actually. Um, and then I wrote down a whole bunch of squigglies and a whole bunch of notes inside of a notebook. And now I'm trying to convert it into an online format so the rest of my team can see it. <laughs> so yeah, pen and paper kind of failed me, sort of. Well, I mean, I feel like we're in such a digital world. Like for me, like I'm literally reading off of a piece of paper, these questions or whatever, because it's just easier for me to like, I typed it up, but I printed it out just, yes. and also because I can't, I got a new computer. I can't get my monitor to connect to it anymore. Like my old computer. Oh man. So like I'm having, I, I think I need to get another, like, this is just first world problems here. I think I need to get another <laughs> like heart, like a HDMI situation. Cause I don't got you. I think my, try that teleprompter app. That's really fun. Oh, that's, see, that's a good idea. It's fun. I like it. (laughs) And last, well, okay. You know, I might ask you the one I said I wasn't going to ask just because Kentucky's in one of the things, but we're going to get there. (laughs) Second to last, I think. Canva, Photoshop, or hire somebody. Hire you. Oh my goodness. When Um, it comes to design. I love, I love all three of these. I don't, I can't marry all of them, but you know, I love all three of these. Um, (laughs) Obviously, um, we're definitely hardcore affiliates of Canvas, so we're going to put that up there. Um, although, I'm sure as soon as I say that, every other de- designer that's probably listening to me is like, eh, Marsha Spark, you said Canva before Photoshop. But um, I absolutely love Photoshop. Photoshop is my go-to. It is my jam. We've outlived all the other CSs of Photoshop because we've been using Photoshop before it was CS <laughs> and before it was a cloud. <laughs> Um, so I had it on my, on my, my, my college computer. I literally just had it on there. I was, I was like, you can't just 
have it externally no you have to do the cloud. <laughs> it's in the cloud now but we've been around long enough to see it when it was actually on a disc um even before then on a floppy disk so i mean we're telling our age here a little bit because we know all these things but we've outlived some things so i feel like you know that's something to celebrate we love photoshop um we love the adobe creative suite all the things mm-hmm. and then of course uh the last one that you mentioned was hire somebody oh yeah we don't need that <laughs> we can Wait, dump that <laughs> but they hire you well technically they can hire me after may 2021 because we're booked until then <laughs> well go ahead get booked and busy now you brought up something i I asked this question for a reason and then then i'm gonna get into the chicken one because i haven't asked the chicken one in a minute and i feel like you might be the girl to give me a good answer all right um, so you like the graphic designer thing. I've seen like memes where it says like if you you you, you need to hire a professional, Canva is not the thing. But I love a good Canva. The reason why I am such a huge advocate of Canva because it allows me to do my design job and then give it to the actual client to do the rest of the heavy lifting. Mm. Um, I love being able to create all the pretty whimsical things that we need to in Photoshop or Illustrator. But the moment that I put that in Canva, it's now their responsibility to add their text. It's now their responsibility to lay it out and put it in a different format. It's now their responsibility to carry that out however they want to. So I love being able to use Canva in that retrospect, not so much as building itself, but being able to make it more versatile so that my clients can edit it on a DIY basis and I'm left out of that process. Ah, understood. Yeah, I could see that because I know like I had someone design my logo and then she gave it to me and then I put it in Canva. So now I'm laying it on things. Yes, absolutely. And resizing it, if you have the pro account, you have the ability to resize. Mm -hmm. So you can go from a logo to an ebook, to a t-shirt, to a mug, to all things. Okay, let's just give it to you. You know what's coming. Church's chicken, Popeye's or KFC. I'm sorry, all my vegan people. I just... (laughs) She's from Kentucky, guys. I gotta ask. She got okay, the so no, as much as I would love to say some like KFC or something, we gonna X mark the spots on that one now. So X on the KFC. We appreciate y'all, but no. Um, and then definitely church has got to be kind of up there. I want to give it a second place though, because the only reason I say this is because I've only um, experienced the opposite and not churches exactly. Popeyes, actually, I'm gonna take that back all together. Maybe we should put churches first. Um, Put churches first and put Popeye's second because the only thing I like about Popeye's is honestly they're they have a chicken sandwich and it's pretty surreal, pretty awesome. <laughs> I've only had it, but I've only had it like one or two times in my life. That's it. Everything else has been secondary. Um, we have a local chicken spot here, um, Richie's Chicken, Indy's Chicken, Grimes Chicken. They're kind of all sister-ish in the same bubble for me, mm. and that's that's the stuff so shout out to you three amazing chicken spots here in gotta the Lexington, support, Kentucky area gotta um, support the locals yeah gotta support the locals that's where it's at yeah absolutely I don't know I haven't had chicken in like two years maybe three because I'm <laughs> vegan right so yeah I don't like I I don't I don't really eat a lot of fried chicken my I have one kid who actually repels from it like he's not for it at all um so it's just one of the situations where we're ask us anything about tacos and burgers and we could probably like talk your <laughs> ear off because we love tacos mexican foods like our thing um but tacos specifically um we could talk tacos all day i love it okay see i don't want to forget <laughs> let my let my listeners know where they can find you 
On social, um, website, whatever that is. Yeah. So our website is lexoctane.com. That's L-E-X octane o-c-t-a-n-e lexoctane.com and we will be having a lot of extra fun things on the website um very soon celebrating all things women's history month so feel free to check out our um select women's shiro playlist that we'll have on the website for you guys to jam out to all month long and we also have a huge month-long blog feature for um celebrating women in tech we're calling it teching it through our blog series on women of tech throughout the month of March. Nice. Awesome. That info will be in the show notes. Well, thank you, Danielle, so much for chatting with me. Listeners, we're going on to the positive tip, but Danielle, just chill out for just a moment. Okay. The positive tip. I think one of the biggest thing that took away from Danielle and I's conversation was when she says, does it function? And I think that can be applied to not just work, marketing, branding, whatever, but there might be things in your life that no longer function for you. There might be people in your life that no longer function for you. There might be behaviors and habits that don't, don't function for you. And I think when you think of it in that manner, it's a little bit more impactful. So what is functioning for you? What isn't functioning for you? Sorry if you can hear my stomach settling. <laughs> I just ate. Um, so I'll, thank you so much, Danielle, for joining me on the podcast. And you can find me on www.youngblackmisses.com, Facebook and YouTube and Instagram at Young Black Misses. Stay connected with me and check out everything that I have going on on social media while you await for not next week, but the following week for a very special episode with my girl, Jessica about womanhood. All right, guys, until next time, peace.